Welcome to the AWS Rethink Podcast, here to help you rethink your strategy in the cloud. I'm your host, Nolan Chen. And I'm your host, Malini Chatterjee. Today, we welcome our guests, Bani Sharma, Vikram Honmurgi, and Leah Sam. They are here to talk to us today about some of the lesser-known best practices which customers implement while they accelerate their cloud journey. And that's typically when they are migrating or modernizing in the cloud. Yes, welcome, Bonnie, Vikram, and Lee. Uh, but before we begin, can each of you just give a, a brief background on what you do here at AWS? Sure, thanks, Malini and Nolan. I can get started. I'm Bani Sharma, based out of Denver, Colorado, and I work as a senior solutions architect with AWS which basically means I work with customers and help them in their cloud journey, make sure they follow the best practices in AWS. I also have an area of depth in migration modernization as well as in containers. So I also meet customers as a container specialist, modernization specialist to help solve a specific problem. And I've been with AWS for more than three years now, and I would really like to thank you, Malini and Nolan, for inviting me again on your podcast. We had a great conversation about migration acceleration program last time we met. And today I'm very excited to talk about some of the less known best practices while we migrate to cloud or we modernize within cloud. Thanks, Bonnie. Thanks, Bonnie. Glad to have you back. And you, Vikram? Thanks, Nolan. Um, my name is Vikram Honmurki. I am a customer solutions manager based out of Los Angeles. First of all, I'm really excited to be uh, part of this podcast and to all the listeners of this podcast, it is great to connect with you. I joined AWS as a customer solutions manager about a year ago. And before joining AWS, I used to work as the director of customer success management at a company which happened to be a customer of AWS. So I have the first-hand experience of moving to AWS, migrating and modernizing with AWS from a customer standpoint. And now here at AWS, my goal is to ensure that our customers are successful in achieving the business outcomes using AWS. Thanks, Nolan. Thanks, Vikram. And you, Assam? Hey everyone, uh, I'm Leah Sam. I'm a solution architect leader based out of Atlanta, Georgia, and I've been focused on building out and developing automation and strategic programs to manage our migrations at scale. I'm aligned to a few AWS strategic partners to help accelerate their customer migrations for our AWS customers, and I've been at AWS for almost three years now. Okay, well, welcome to all three of you. It's obvious that between the three of you, you got a wealth of experience in migration. So I'm just gonna start with this first question. What are the challenges do you see when customers try to migrate or migrate to the cloud or modernize with AWS? Great question, Nolan. Uh, what we have seen with uh, working with customers is that 70% of the challenges that our customers face in the cloud journey are non-technical. And I can give you some examples of those. Um, some of the challenges are, you know, lack of executive sponsorship or siloed workflows between the different teams within the same company, um, lack of uh, skill sets and talent gaps on how to navigate through the cloud journey, 
unrealistic goals is one of them. Uh, sometimes our customers take on too much in terms of uh, the cloud journey in a short period of time. Um, and just in general, um, an undefined operating model, going into the cloud requires a shift in which the customers operate, the business operates. So um, these are some of the challenges that um, our customers face. And I can speak for it firsthand because I used to work for a company earlier, which was a customer and we moved to AWS. Um, when I look back now, um, I think what we could have done better is just work along with AWS, have them involved in our migration and modernization journey so that we could have leveraged the best practices and experience that AWS has gained throughout these years in helping customers move to the cloud. Wow, I'm, I'm actually surprised. I didn't realize it was as high as 70% of the challenges are non-technical. And I would assume probably some of the ways to address it are, uh, the solutions are non-technical as well. Would that be right, Vikram? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and, and yes, that's a pretty high number in terms of the uh, non-technical blockers and challenges our customers face. And, but at AWS, we have mechanisms to unblock those and move our customers forward. Okay. Well, Bonnie or Lee, do you, are there um, other challenges you see when it comes to migration and modernization in the cloud? Sure, I can take that up, uh, Nolan. So Vikram covered the majority of business-related challenges, but yeah, I can think of a few technical challenges that I have seen um, within our customers. So one of the um, considerations that the customers have is their data security and compliant requirement, right? You may have heard about um, GDPR or requirements like uh, a customer's data needs to reside in a particular region, in a particular area. So the customers get worried um, as they think about moving to cloud because then they start wondering, where my data is going to be in cloud. Uh, am I meeting these uh, legal requirements or not? So that's one of the blocker. Then other um, other technical challenges could be uh, complexity related to integration because they are right now having their legacy system and it's possible it doesn't integrate with cloud platforms or we may need some logistics that the customer doesn't have yet which may lead to some integration related challenges. So that's that's another one that I thought I would mention here. And then the customer is having a um, huge amount of data that they have accumulated um, over the years. So moving this data to cloud could be time consuming, right? It may take from weeks to even months to move this huge petabyte amount of data. So that's again, something that um, is a topic of concern um, within the customers. That's what I learned um, by you know talking to them in the past couple of years. And then they are also concerned about uh, performance. Are they still going to meet their SLAs in cloud? Are they still going to have the business continuity within all this chaos of migration, modernization? They want to have minimum or zero downtime and still be able to provide business as usual while succeeding in the migration and modernization. So those are some of the um, technology-related challenges that our customers are concerned about that I just thought of sharing here. Thanks, Bonnie. So even though non-technical could be as high as 70% of the challenge, I think you just listed some 
important technical ones like security and performance. So yep. we'll, we'll definitely get into those a little later. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, now that we have learned a little bit about the non-technical and the technical challenges and the immense experience that all three of you have working with the customers firsthand in helping them migrate or modernize. Can you share some of the best practices that you have learned and what would you be recommending to the customers, how they can get started when they are thinking of migrating or modernizing? I can take this up as well, Malini. So just like Vikram said a, a bit earlier, I would suggest our customers to leverage their AWS account team. They are your trusted advisors. They are dedicated to your success and share more and more about your business goals and technical roadmap with, with your account team. Get their feedback, do some brainstorming with them and share your plans of, of migration, modernization with them. They have access to so many AWS experts, so many programs and resources that they can align to help you and that can definitely help you succeed. Then secondly, I would heavily suggest leveraging partners because AWS has a vast partner network with all kinds of competencies. We have a partners that are specializing in certain technology. We also have industry specific specializations that our um, partners have mastered. So your account team, again, will help you find the right partner for you that meets your requirement. And one um, interesting example I would like to share, um, and I always share this with everyone, is how important it is to leverage partner. So um, last year, what happened with one of my customers, they are a mid-sized company, and they ran into a situation where their key resources, their lead architect and their developer, they quit the company in the middle of a migration. So it just stalled. And the customer was on a month-to-month -month lease for their on-prem data center. And they definitely could not um, uh, uh, keep doing that without migrating, right? But unfortunately, the migration was stalled. And they reached out to us, their account team. And we were able to match them with a partner that not only helped them migrating, but they also, um, they also had the particular industry-specific um, specialized that they needed and the migration was um, luckily done in the next six months and uh, they the customer and the partner they ended up building a long-lasting relationship for their upcoming key projects that they're doing right now so that's that's uh, one example that um, I always share with um, people who are deciding whether to leverage partner or not and then lastly, as, as we talk more and more uh, with our account teams, um, you know, they, they can offer the customers um, uh, amazing programs uh, and resources. One of the programs being uh, the EBA, Experience-Based Acceleration, uh, which honestly I call a hidden gem because of the immense value it provides. And in a little bit, we'll, we'll dive a bit into it and understand what it is all about. Yeah, thanks, Bonnie. So you talked about the importance of leveraging your account team as well as AWS partner, but I'd like to hear more about this, what is it called, experience-based acceleration. Can you tell us how 
what what experience based acceleration is and does it help with both the technical and the non-technical challenges of migration Yep, yep, sure. I can answer that and definitely it does. So experience-based acceleration is a program that AWS offers to its customer that are in their migration or modernization journey. And what it does is essentially um, helps them to get started faster um, by providing them a kickstart through a week-long engagement, roughly week-long engagement covering hands-on support as well at no cost. <clears throat> Uh, over the years, um, over the years, we AWS has gathered so much experience uh, with uh, wor working with customers, helping them migrate onto our AWS cloud. So what we do is we use all of that expertise and experience in in our EBA program, and um, essentially the aim is to make our customers' life easy when they are migrating to AWS or if they are modernizing. Now. Um, you may think it's very generic, so let me let me help you understand um, a bit better with the help of um, an example. So, for example, you know, there's a customer that's moving from a licensed MySQL database to, let's say, Aurora, or they're moving from a relational database to a non-relational database like DynamoDB. Now, they may have to get rid of the stored procs, which they may have been using for years, and uh, they may have to change the way their application calls the new database, right? Um, so a lot of times this looks like a tough road to customers because of so many unknowns that it brings with. So in EBA, um, the AWS team will help you convert one of your pilot table, pilot databases from a relational database into JSON format and uh, enable you making call to the new API to give you the exposure of how the new system would look like. So this really unblocks the customer when they see one of their pilot apps getting migrated or modernized. It gives them confidence and then they are on their own um, uh, with the subsequent application. So that's why I feel it, it really gives them a kickstart to, to their modernization and migration journey. Hey, thanks, Bani. I did hear from you how, you know, hidden it is a hidden gem uh, for unblocking some of your customers. An amazing story on migrating and modernizing them when their uh, project got stalled because of the key resources leaving the organization. Now, let's delve yeah. deep a little bit into, you know, how this EBA or the experience-based acceleration process or you know how this mechanism works uh lee can you mention uh if it is free or if there is any cost related to this uh program that is offered by aws sure thanks malini so actually the concept behind ebs is really simple they are in fact a no-cost engagement and it's really meant to bring together stakeholders at the customer and AWS to help address top blockers in their transformation. So generally the account team would qualify the customer for an EBA and the EBA experts would be brought in and that could consist of uh, special sol solution architects from AWS, CSMs or customer solutions managers. And they of course work together with the account team. So then we would 
define what the scope of that or the target of that particular EBA workshop is. And then AWS teams will start working backwards to actually plan the event. And we're really focused on delivering results and re realizing tangible outcomes as a part of the process. So after planning, the EBA actually, uh, we have a what's called a party. And the EBA party typically spans about two to three days. Oh, wow. Did you mention something about a party? With the time of the year that we are now, party sounds really interesting. What do you mean by party? Does it mean that there are food, drinks, or is there also a party theme? Absolutely. At AWS, <laughs> we work hard, but we also try to have fun too. And this nice. is actually what we do in the, the EBA party. Typically, what we like to do is we would fly to the customer's location and meet them uh, and their offices to deliver this immersive workshop. And you could think of the EBA as a day-long sprint where all the stakeholders mm -hmm. come together at the table and we're focused towards achieving those specific outcomes that we had all agreed on. And AWS is there typically to provide the program management, uh, just the planning uh, around the event, leading up to the event and the execution, and of course, the technical guidance. So one of the best things about the EBA is you have the experts, both from the AWS side and the customer side, right there in the room. And as blockers or escalations happen, we're able to address those in real time and get towards uh, actually moving that customer forward. Generally, sometimes if there is, let's say, prerequisite knowledge that's needed by the customer, we would conduct an immersion day uh, as an example, if we are setting up a, a landing zone for a customer and there needs to be some upskilling in a particular uh, part of the AWS technology stack, we do an immersion day ahead of time just to get the, the customer uh, developers or engineers up to speed. Uh, and mm -hmm. that will just prep them uh, for the actual EBA benefit, uh, the EBA event itself, I should say. So, we do it in person, but of course, EBAs can also be conducted virtually. We've had a lot of success with that, uh, of course, since the pandemic. But whenever possible, we just love meeting our customers uh, with them in person, in a room, and solving these problems in real time. Wow. So it sounds like with EBA, you can get access to experts, and you got the flexibility of in-person or virtual, and get help with um, hand, hands-on keyboard as well. So let's say a customer's interested in EBA and helping them with their migration modernization. Can you tell us how they can start preparing for it and what what the typical agenda is or what the day is like of an EBA? Sure, Nolan. Um, in terms of the preparation for an EBA, if if I if I look at the timeline for an EBA, we have the planning phase and we have the execution phase. In the planning phase, what we do is we define the success criteria, the objectives of the EBA, we finalize the scope, maybe select applications to migrate. Uh, we define the team, the participants, the business users, the technical users who are involved in that particular business objective. And then we also prepare and train the participants. Like Lee mentioned, if we are going to use a particular service and if we need to get the team trained on that particular service, we'll conduct an immersion day during the planning phase itself. So the team is ready to take on the execution. Uh, now, during the EBA week, that is when we go into the execution. Um, typically it is for three days and each day we'll have a series of working sessions followed by standups, 
to discuss what have we achieved so far, what are the blockers, what do we need to do to move things forward. Um, and at the end of each day, we have a checkpoint in terms of uh, how the EBA is progressing and are we moving towards our objectives. Okay, that sounds like interesting. Uh, typically for the three-day event and you have all of those, uh, you know, scheduled ahead of time with the agenda. Uh, so who decides on what would be that typical agenda? I know Bani was sharing her anecdote from the customer about the uh, migration of the database where it was a, a heterogeneous database migration and needed to get rid of the stored procs. So who helps in uh, deciding that agenda for the EPA? So uh, Malini, it is a collaborative effort uh, along with the customer. Um, so we have the executive sponsor, Mm -hmm. on the customer side uh, who will help us define the objectives of the EBA, what is it that we want to accomplish. And then we work with their individual technical teams. It could be the, the network team or the application team or the product team. So we work along with them and dive deeper into that particular business objective or use case, and then break down all the different working sessions for the agenda and what we plan to achieve during those working sessions. Okay, okay. Thanks, Vikram. Over to you, Lee. Now, you did mention about the EBA. Uh, can you cite some of the benefits that you have seen from the results that you have conducted these EBAs for the customers? Yeah, sure, Malini. And actually, I'll give you a recent example. So we conducted a generative AI EBA with a customer. And this customer's main product was an enterprise staffing and recruiting platform. So Basically, what they were looking to do was just improve the recruiting experience by reducing the time to find candidates across millions of documents and job postings. So the main goal of the EBA party itself was to allow customers to search for candidates in a more natural way. We're using natural language, which was more conversational. So think in terms of a, a chatbot. And the mm -hmm. customer really knew that generative AI probably would be a good fit here, but they they just didn't know how to proceed or ensure of how to move forward. So that's where the AWS team stepped in. Uh, we brought in some generative AI specialists to help the customer. And throughout the CBA, we actually used a, a service called Amazon Bedrock. And uh, in planning for the event, of course, like we had mentioned before, uh, the customer wasn't familiar with this service. So we had an immersion day leading up to the actual EBA party itself, just to get the folks trained up on the capabilities of Amazon Bedrock. And throughout the EBA, um, the, it was interesting to see that even leaders uh, at the customer were coding and trying out the, the capabilities of Amazon Bedrock. Essentially, though, in just two and a half days, we were able to embed this new capability into the customer's flagship recruiting application. And because of this experience and us coming in to help uh, and accelerate this particular, um, I should say, this effort for the customer, they now have a path forward towards a production implementation. So the AWS technical expertise and program management of the EBA process really helped them here, not only to get to market quicker with generative AI, but putting a use case out there, which gave them an advantage over their competitors. So you know, rolling out these features made their product more user-friendly and reduced the overall time for searching and matching of candidates. And the EBA process 
just facilitated them getting towards those outcomes more quickly. Awesome. So if I understand correctly, at the end of that three-day EBA party or two and a half days EBA party, the customer actually did have a working copy of a generative AI chatbot solution in their own account, which was almost ready or maybe ready to be deployed or uh, you know tested out and scaled for their end users. Is that right? Yeah, actually it was. And just aside from a few legal checks, of course, uh, that customer is ready to move forward with a full-blown production implementation. So definitely from a best practices perspective, we were able to set them up and provide advice on what they should be doing, as well as you know considerations for improvements to the model going forward and just mean ensuring that uh, information is kept up to date. So we, we helped put them on a path towards that production implementation. Awesome. That's really great to know. So thanks, Lee. Over to you, Vikram. Now, in terms of the next steps, if, say, a listener who is a, a customer who is trying to, you know, uh, have a similar uh, use case and they are trying to unblock themselves, how can they get started? How can they even pursue uh, EBA? Yeah, so my advice to any customer uh, who is wanting to know more about EBA, um, I would encourage them to connect with your respective account manager or solutions architect or customer solutions manager because they form your account team and um, they would be your primary point of contact to check about how EBAs can be beneficial uh, to them. And if you are working with a partner, please inquire about the EBA with the partner as well. Um, once you get the account team engaged or the partner engaged, um, we would be more than happy to guide you throughout the EBA process and then um, ultimately helping you achieve your business goals. Okay, so start with the account team. Okay. And uh, absolutely. if you have some links, we'll add them to the show description below. Well, that brings us to the end of our show today. I'd like to thank you, Bonnie, Vikram, and Lee for joining us. I think you've definitely helped our listeners today rethink their migration and modernization strategy in the cloud. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah. And we would also like to thank our listeners for joining us today. Please email us your feedback at rethinkpodcast at amazon.com. Thank you. Until next time.